Sipping this slow. Come with me on a ride. I'm sipping this slow. Take a sip, I bet it gets you right. And I'll only speak it if it's real, yeah. Only spill it if it's trip, yeah. Everybody want the tea, so you already know the deal. I always sip slow. Come with me on a ride. I'm only saving it slow. Only helping you grow. Tell you things that you need to hear, not only things you wanna know. Keeping you up on your current events. I swear the world's so cold. Talking about marriage and sports too. Man, you gotta kiss the show. You believe me? Got Alan T. Weezy, J. Marks and that JT make it look easy. Whenever they speaking yeah. about any topic, if I spoke about it, I was really about it. Ain't no front front, I was real about it. In my white cup, it got hint inside it. It's a message for everybody. Now I'm only sipping this slow. Come with me on a ride. I'm only sipping this slow. Take a sip, I bet it gets you right. And I only speak it if it's real, yeah. Only spill it if it's trip, yeah. Everybody want the tea, so you already know the deal. I always sip slow. Come with me on a ride. I'm only sipping it slow. What it, what it do? What the business is? It's a sip slow podcast. But we help ourselves as well as others. Raw, real, and uncut. Audio work weekly. It's your boy, Mr. Money Don't Sleep. So T Weezy can't rest. It's your boy JT. What's happening? This your boy J Dub. Yo, what's good? Your boy Al in the building. Wow, you came in hot, boy. <laughs> what's the deal? <laughs> Yeah, feeling good, man. Feeling good to be back with the fellas again, man. It feels great. What's up with you guys? Man, everything good, man. Everything good. Uh, what y'all boys drinking to us today? What y'all sipping on? Got me a little whiskey, man. Whiskey with a little uh, honey. And uh, some mint. Ah. That'll wake you up, huh? Yes, sir. Get the bones right. Right. <laughs> I got a little crony coat. Mm. Okay. Ain't nothing wrong yes, with that. Huh? On a Sunday morning. Man, I ain't doing I kept the saying, I ain't switch it up. So I'm with the orange juice again, a little splash of the. Well, not splash, but a little powder and a little vitamin C, extra vitamin C. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need that in these times, you know what I'm saying? But, yes, indeed. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sipping on some uh, little gin with a uh, cranberry grape. Ooh, wee. Chasing that Ooh. with a steel, steel reserve tropical storm. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. 
about to be a tropical storm after you get through with this podcast. <laughs> For real. So we we just trying to loosen up, man. Enjoy that last day off before we get back on the grind, man. So you oh, probably yeah. gonna put it up early, huh? Oh no. Nah, a day like this, man, I like to let the sunroof open, man, and ride around a little bit, me and the wife. So we'll see about that. That's what's up. Try to try to <clears throat> something about that Sunday, man. Like it just you know, it's like, dang, it'd be good. You know you gotta go to work the next day, but when that sun's shining, boy, the whip clean. Uh, you gotta get out there in it, man. <laughs> you got to. Uh I don't know, have y'all seen where in China they got a new COVID test? Where they uh they swab your asshole. Wait a minute. Yeah, I I, I, I saw he was talking about it at work Thursday about this stuff, man. What's that oh, about though? So they're trying to see they can get it from your rectum? What? Right. They're gonna stick it up your ass. Pause. <laughs> I, nah, I, just rather, I would just rather have it. You know what? Let me let me have it. <laughs> yeah, we good. Yeah, we ain't, we ain't I mean, trying to do that kind of test though. I mean, who comes up with this stuff? Somebody that's strange a little bit. <laughs> yeah. They say some. They say some guys already signed up for it though. <laughs> nah. <laughs> <laughs> Man. The each is his own, man. Yeah, that's that's hardcore, man. Wow. <laughs> the each is on. I I don't know, you know, I don't know if it's just a Q tip or is it a different type of uh, Hey man, hold up, hold up, man. Hey, we going too deep into this, man. Let's let's, let's move it. Let's keep it moving, Ooh, man. That's that's wild though, man. I'm just trying to figure out how that's gonna give you better results. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure in your nose you got mucus in your mouth and you got saliva I'm back there oh, you got a lot of different things back there you know what I mean yeah, yeah. man ain't God, trying to get that test, baby. oh you know what on the, ser- on the serious note maybe that's the only way to test for this new strand let's just say that now nah, I gotta be a better way yeah, shit. <laughs> Damn, they at least could say pee in a cup or something. Yeah. <laughs> they skipped that. You can't, huh? just, <laughs> you can't just drive through and get that tested, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I don't know, but that's over in China, man. That's what they doing over there. They do a lot of weird stuff over there. So uh, but, but you but but we've been known to copy them, so be you know, be on the lookout. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to uh, pull that over here too. You know, <laughs> as an option, but uh, we good. Damn. Yeah, I think so, the uh, uh, test the test is gonna actually go down. Then it's gonna be less test taken. Then. Man, you, you never know how these people, <laughs> how these folks running out here to get tested. You never know. So I don't know. <clears throat> Well, we're going to jump in this free game. Uh, wealth is quiet, rich is loud, and poor is flashy. That's that's mm. free game. Mm. Let that sink in a little bit. Wealth yeah. is quiet, 
Rich is loud and poor is flashy. Hmm. I feel that. I yes, feel sir. that. We gotta break that. We got to. We got to. Uh, so we're gonna jump on in these topics, man. Um I saw something this week that was um uh disturbing to me. Um NFL player Chad Wheeler uh beat his girlfriend. Um, we're not seeing much of this covered on, uh, ESPN or, uh, first take, uh, undisputed, you know, um, it's, it's, I don't know why it's not covered like it should be, but just, uh, in case y'all hadn't heard this story, I'll give some background, um, Chad Wheeler is a uh, offensive tackle who played for the Seattle Seahawks. Um, he's a white, a white guy, like six seven, three hundred some pounds, and he had a black girlfriend. Um, so the girlfriend says that out of nowhere he went into what she called a manic episode, and he he wanted her to bow down to him. Um, once she refused to bow down, that's when he uh, started choking her, strangling her, uh, you know, uh, beating her until she lost unconsciousness. Uh, she said when she finally came to, he was sitting next to the bed eating dinner. And he was shocked that she was still alive. And he was like, man, I thought she was dead, you know, and he yeah. just shrugged it off nonchalant. So man. I just want to get y'all thoughts on why you think this story didn't get much coverage because um, you have Ray Rice who uh, hit his wife in the uh, elevator and he never played again for the Baltimore Ravens. He never played again in the NFL for, for that matter. Yeah. yeah. Um, then you had uh, Chad Johnson when he was with the Dolphins. He uh, head-butted his fiance, and after that, he never played again. Uh, you had Kareem Hunt. You had Tyreek Hill. And these stories was broadcasted every day. So, you know, I just wonder why this isn't getting the coverage that um, it should. Uh and then the NFL has not really done nothing. I think, you know, they made a statement. Uh, the Seahawks made a statement saying that, you know, they don't condone that. Uh, I think they let him, they released him. But, you know, it's kind of getting swept under the rug. What's y'all thoughts? And uh, one is, first of all, it's crazy, man. That, that the fact that he sat up eating food and totally thought she was dead when she came to. That is sick. I mean, that that's that's sick. I think and they don't want to publicize it too much is because, to be honest, it's a, it's a difference with uh, the two worlds almost kind of we live in. You know? Unfortunately, it's what it is. It's a black woman that was damn near trying to be healed by a white man and it looks like it's just kind of being downplayed why i don't know because 
no matter what the color, what the you know person is, this this needs to be tested. This is serious. I mean, they they embarrassed in a sense. They embarrassed Ray Rice. They embarrassed Ocho. You know, when he did this thing, they embarrassed Kareem because they showed everything. They made it very public, and they talked about it. Why it's not happening right now needs to be addressed. They need to come out and say something. Opposing him being out of the NFL, he needs to be out. Period. I agree with you on that. I've, and another thing I thought about too, he needs his ass whooped. You know, I like what Dez Bryant said. I like what Dez Bryant said about you know if he's seeing they got to meet up and more. Black Alley need to speak on this though, man. But nobody don't say nothing for BS. They'll speak about it and all this stuff about voting, but. You know, this woman got whooped. You ain't hearing none of the big stars say nothing about it. You know, they ain't got on in front of the cameras and mention nothing about it. Like, it, it don't matter to them, but they need to be, you know, showed everywhere. He need to be out the NFL and everywhere. But, you know, I like what Dez said, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I respect him on that. You know, a lot of them need to speak up. None of them ain't said none, you know. So teammates either. I mean, I had, I've heard limited comments from teammates. Aside from they were shocked to hear the news. Right. He he shouldn't feel comfortable to walk in uh, now the NFL locker room if he ever does right. uh, play again. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a rough ride for him. If, if it has yeah, I pretty much agree with you guys on that, man. It's it's sad that they don't, you know, televise that kind of thing, but we all kind of know the reason behind it. You know, we don't like to touch that subject, but, I mean, you got to call a spade a spade. You know, had that been the role switch, well, let's just call it what it is. If it was racist switch, let's say that, uh, where there was a black man that done that to a white woman, you couldn't turn on a radio station where it wasn't played at. You couldn't turn on television. It might even interrupt your, your show on cable for a Cinemax. Who knows? They will find a way to get that story out. So it's a little throw this a little crazy but you know that's the world we live in but uh yeah somebody really need to sit him down nah nah forget that sit him down we somebody need to check him you know because uh he can't just get away with that and um obviously i don't think the nfl gonna do too much i mean he might get a slap on the wrist he might get a three-game suspension or something like that i don't think it's gonna be nothing that big that's all i got on it um he did issue a statement you know that he was sorry and he put it that he has like uh, some type of mental problem, you know, maybe a CTE or, uh, but it was something along the lines that he bipolar, something like that, and he didn't he didn't know what happened, and that right now he's just concerned with uh, his girlfriend getting healthy uh, because we saw the pictures and. She looked like a totally different lady from, you know, the before and after how he whooped her. And, you know, and we saw the hospital pictures they put out. So um, that brings me to a a topic. Well, not a topic, but because of this situation where you have uh, interracial dating. Um, I know that might be a little controversial, but how how do y'all feel about about that? 
Let me jump in real quick on that one. Um, I personally don't think there's a problem with interracial, you know, dating. Um, far as me, my personal opinion, I don't really see color. I know people say that and they don't really mean it, but you know, I've dated whites, if that's what you want to call them, Caucasian women. I've dated Hispanic women. The list goes on. So I really don't think there's a problem with that. I know some people feel there's an issue, but my me personally, I look past it. I'll leave it at that and see what you guys got. Well, you know, I don't see nothing really wrong with it, but I look at it. To me, it's a little though, you know, you see the white man with the black woman, you know, so I think it's kind of throw, but as long as they ain't putting their hands on them, it's okay. But, you know, it's just, to me, it's, it's you know, it's a 50-50. That's it. I what mean, I mean by, I, you know, what, what I mean by it, you know, I'm okay if I see a black guy with a white girl. I'm I'm cool with that. But when I see that white man with that black woman it's a little different because you know he already think it's mine he want to dog out you know that's the way i look at it so to me it, it kind of a little bit like how you get caught in this situation because you already look back what they did back in the days so that 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 flash some then if you get a heat if you get in a heated a heated argument he gonna call you something that you don't want to hear so it's all that stuff that go through so you know with the guy he could kind of handle that woman but that white dude gonna handle that woman so you know she kind of got to eat cheese a little bit so you know that's the way I see it a little bit. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> you wanna touch it, Dub, or now go ahead, I I'll follow up. <laughs> well, you know, man, if we keep it all the way one hundred, uh the average black man has wanted to have a white woman at one point of time. Uh, and I have an old school cousin i guess he in his you know early 60s the late 50s and i was like man why you know why you think black men want the a white woman he was like well you know <clears throat> it's that unforbidden fruit and i said well yeah that that does kind of make sense uh you see a lot of these brothers soon they get on like kanye said he gonna leave your ass for a white girl you know what i mean he forget where he come from. He gets some millions or something. Or a lot of these black guys that's in power, a lot of them have a white woman beside them, and then they won't do nothing for their own people because they think they've made it and they white now. But that's a whole nother. <laughs> that's probably a whole nother show right there. Uh, so when I saw this situation. And just like what Jay said, just like I tell my wife, well, you know, I hate to see a, a black queen with, with one of these uh, uh, out of their race. They don't have to be white. <clears throat> because and that when, and when you're dealing with the white guy, just like in this story, subconsciously, they're going to think they're better than you. Now, it might not be, they might be the nicest person in the world, but subconsciously, they feel they're superior to you. So by him wanting this lady to bow down to him, that just kind of gives, that's the same thoughts I have. Like, in their mind, that's what they're thinking. So why would you be 
with someone out your race and then the things they done to your your ancestors um i just think that's that's gonna be hard to deal with also right now we're dealing with a lot of social injustice how do they feel about these situations uh do they have the same thoughts that you have now if you find you somebody that's an activist like you he's he's out there on the front lines fighting whether that's woman or, or man okay you know that might can work out but it seems like too many times our people get with another race and they kind of just turn their back on their people um and like i say subconsciously they think they better than you yeah it's a it's a touchy one because i mean ideally you would want to you would hope to find a woman or a man race. you would hope to because there usually is more understanding about the culture who you are the type of environment that somebody grew up in uh, kind of what they may have faced and it's a little bit different of an understanding as well, as far as outside of the race, I think sometimes you know, white versus white and black is probably the biggest issue that, you know, yeah, you, you, it's easy to have a, a and, um, I, I understand what you're talking about, about tasting the forbidden fruit. I mean, that, that is something you want. You, everybody talking about snow bunny, pink coat, you, know, you gotta get you one. They do this, they do that, or, and, and that ain't all the true, it ain't all the case, but I, the the ultimate thing is, hopefully if you do find somebody and they happen to be outside of your race, there's some real true conversations that take place initially uh, as far as understanding, like, hey, this is what, you know, these are, these are the standards that I'm going to hold you to, and these are the standards I'm going to hold you to, and, you know, you cross these lines, then I don't care if, you know, love this and that, then that's that's a wrap, but it is hard to say. But I think most of the time is you know we see a lot of our uh, the, the white women being the the interracial part of the marriage and or the relationship, and ultimately it, it's gonna be it's gonna boil down to that person. But I just think it has to be communication. There, there's gonna be things that other races are just not gonna understand of how we work. And our thought process and makeup and some of the, the way areas we come from, uh, and, and so the best thing you can do is like just have a true conversation and, and a clear understanding to go further and become an actual relationship or and or marriage. And then you got to where, yeah, you know that son or that daughter could be cool with the black people and love them. But a lot of times that's not accepted by the parents, you know, so that's a whole nother level of stress and things you have to deal with, you know, but hey, you know, you find love, you find love. I'm not here to tell you who to be in love with, but, uh, you know, you do have to stay true to yourself. And, um, you know, I'm a truck driver and uh, I, I would talk to one of my uh co-workers um uh, some years back and he older guy i ain't gonna i ain't gonna say his name because he a married man and i'm sure people probably know him if i put his name out here but 
he would tell me, Superman, that's my CB hound. He said, Superman, look, if I get one of them white women, I'm going to try to break their back in. I say, no, why, why that? <laughs> he say, for what they did to our ancestors. So I believe, I believe that right there, man. Hey, hey T. Right huh? T, let me ask you something on this. I kind of hear you and Jason kind of, you and uh, JT, y'all kind of agreeing that y'all don't mind seeing um, the black man with the white woman, but y'all don't think it's right for the white man to be with the black woman. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Well, I just one guy, I won't put his name out there. I've been cool with him for now about, nah, about 10 years. Now, he happened to be a white guy. He's married now to a black woman. Now, I've seen when he first started dating this woman. And now when, I guess, you got some white men, I guess they see as what y'all calling a white man. I don't know what y'all would call the white man that was raised around nothing but blacks. What do you call that? Still a white man. Still okay, well, there we go. I just wanted to make sure, I, I wanted to hear your thoughts on that. Because this guy, he's blacker than some blacks I know. Let me put it that way. He, he's blacker than some blacks I know, but his skin happened to be white. One of the coolest guys ever known. Happened to meet one of our queens, as you say. And uh, they get along just fine, and there's no issue. I, I seriously forget that he white sometimes. He just, so I, I don't know. You still see it the same way. Just because he's white, you feel like he's going to feel like he's superior to her. Hold on, hold on. No. That he's superior to her, but he's been raised around, but nothing, people, nothing but people that look like her. What do you say to that? Like I said, you know, um, you can find some good situations that occur. You, you know what I mean? It, like I said, if if y'all on the same page and he feel the same way she does, and I would assume if he's been raised or, you know, been around black people all his life, he understand I would struggle also. Yes, sir. So, uh, I, I, you know, I, I don't have nothing wrong with that, but that's you know, it's always exceptions to the rule. Okay. You know, so uh, you can find plenty more guys like that. I'm, I'm pretty sure. But you can find a whole lot of them like Chad Wheeler also. I respect so, that. That makes sense. For me, having a daughter, you know, nah, I, I wouldn't want to see my daughter with no white man. And it sounds oh. bad because it sounds bad because, you know, we want to love everybody. Uh, and, you know, I think probably religion plays a part in that also. But when when other races say that, that's just how they feel. So why we can't feel the way we feel? I respect why, that. Man. Why is it a problem? You know, we supposed to love everybody, but shit, everybody don't love us. Everybody Facts. else look out for themselves. Facts. Facts. Can't argue that. And then too, on the on the other hand, I don't heard people say that they totally daughters, they don't want them to date black guys. So you know it, it goes both ways with it. You know, I don't heard that. So that's the way I look at it. Even with what you just said about the guy you know, I look at it, he's still white, no matter what. He's still gonna have things that pop in his head. So he could be raised around black people, anybody. But he's still a, a white guy that's gonna have his thoughts, feelings, and anything else about it, no matter what, you know. And that's the way I, I look at it, said, because they taught a certain way too, man. So that's the way, you know, that's how it is. 
I remember. I respect that. You just. I respect everything y'all saying. I guess it's just kind of hard for me to swallow it a little bit because, like I say, I've been around this guy for now like ten years, and again, I seriously forget to do his white man. Like I, he don't. It's not a white bone in his body, man. The way we, we just talking about how you act. Of course, you look at his skin. Okay, yeah. But other than that, if he was a call right now, he don't even sound like he's white. <laughs> it's crazy, man. But yeah, but, I'm gonna, but piss him off and see what he call you. <laughs> nah, hey, that's that's them J thoughts right there. I, I, that J, he he over there with that one. I ain't, I ain't co-signing that for it. But I'm just I'm just saying though, man. You know, you piss anybody off, you get the true side of them. All Ooh. I'm saying is the the way you describe that gentleman. Yes, sir. That's the way we all should be. Okay. In a perfect in a perfect world, but we just don't live in that perfect world. You know what I'm saying? I believe I mean, it. We, I agree we, with we should we should all be loving and get along with everybody. Yeah. Uh, but it just you know the world we live in it just doesn't go that way. So uh, yeah. it's always some good it. apples out there. But uh, Doug, yeah. I know you was trying to say something. No, I was gonna say I think every situation gonna be different. I mean, the guy could be. I mean, your buddy Al, he could be. This is true of a, a man opposed to his color. Just be as true as a man and be able to love and care for a woman, just like any race could. But again, it's just sometimes that persona of oh, it's a white man with a black woman. So it, it, it sometimes doesn't sit well with everybody. I'll just say that. Much. So I got a I got the same thing. I got a, a white friend like that. He got a black wife. They got three, four kids. They doing well. And he had no issues. He sounds black. He got slang. He was an HPD. Harris County uh, Sheriff. But again, it still doesn't change the fact that he had an upbringing that his wife did. And so I'm pretty sure there was some sort of things that have come up in that relationship, whether it was uncomfortable being in a certain place or, you know, uncomfortable discussion, just like these situations right now has been going on with the, uh, in 2020, where we saw uh, how, you know, the issues of blacks being still not looked at as equal, treated unfairly. That I'm pretty sure in a conversation has been, it's been tough, challenging conversations to have. Because even though he can, he's been with it, he can never say that he understands where you're coming from. No matter how he looks at it. Um, but I'll tell you a quick story so we can move on, man. I, I don't know if y'all are familiar with the movie Rosewood. Any of y'all seen the movie Rosewood? I have. Okay, so, have. That, uh, so if you did have it, get a chance to check it out. Where it was a community, a black community, they were driving and had their thing. White, these white uh, people came in to stop all that. They didn't want them to have that. They, you know, so they were killing, raping, burning everything they could do to run these people out of the town of Rosewood. Uh, it was, they, the blacks were creating their own wealth in, in the community of Rosewood. Wife didn't want that to happen. So, just just funny story, real quick. In high school, uh, I think it was probably my junior year, senior year, maybe. Uh, you know, I, I don't have a problem with Derek and Jack. Y'all, yeah, most of y'all know who they are. We we hung tight all the time. They ran track. I was track. passing them down. Oh man, we just had fun. They uh, they played. <laughs> they ran track. I played baseball. Oh, a nice way to put it. Let it run over real quick. <laughs> They uh they they were attract me again and then, so this is like Friday night or 
talk back. I had a baseball game. Came back. It was like, Dub, man, we 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 got some folks we met, man. We want to go out. So uh, told me who they were and whatnot. So I didn't care. I didn't really care about color at that time because you were after one thing. You were on the hunt. And so we was like, what are we going to do, y'all? Let's go to a movie. So we drove to Victoria, picked them up from Canado, drove to Victoria, went to the movie, movie packed full of black folks. All the black I'm like, man, what movie is this? Because we didn't know. We just went. It was about the movie. Man, we walked in there. It was packed. So it happened to be opening night, I guess, or the second night. Man, it was no seats in there. So we were looking around like, no seats. We didn't bought these tickets. I ain't leaving now. So we find some seats like down, maybe halfway down in the middle. So we had to walk in two people. So we're like, yeah, let's go sit down. Man, and as we were walking, so the, the, the girl that I was with happened to be white. Uh, and we was walking down all of a sudden, all these and folks was just staring, like looking at me, like I had some on my face. And this again, not knowing what movie it is, we were coming to see. <laughs> so we sat down, finally sat down. I was like, get it. I, I don't care what these people think. I know who I am. And so we got to watching the movie, and the first scene came on. A white woman yells out, "It was the nigga. It was the nigga. Mm. He raped me. This and that." But her husband had actually whooped her, raped her himself. White man, and then so I'm thinking to myself, now nah, this is why these folks are saying it's crazy. And so my point to that is, you can still have the interracial relationship, but there's gonna be some some times of uncomfort and discomfort. And are you willing and ready and able to handle that? Not everybody is. At that time, I I didn't care because I was after one other thing. But these are things that he's facing now in the world today, and so. Want your kids, son, daughter going through that? I, I'm not, I'm not opposed to it, but I don't want them to. Great point, man. man. Great point. I, well, I was gonna say some wild stuff, but I'm gonna leave it right there. That was a good story. I'm gonna leave it right there, man. <laughs> you are listening to because I, you know, I'm gonna leave it alone. I'm gonna leave it alone. <laughs> you are hey, listening to the it was another situation too. It was another situation too that happened. I could tell y'all about it, but I know the show. <laughs> there's other well, things you want to get to, but there's nah, you know, it's, it's just like, uh, yeah, we done had some wild stuff with uh, some of my partners. You know, dealing with that situation. Uh, but man, just do like they do. It's a lot of them that I know in high school is getting buzzed down. A lot of them was, and then I see them now on Facebook, you know, they married to a white man, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? So, you know, they want to, they want to feel what, they want to know if the myth is real also, you feel me? Mm -hmm. So, uh, <laughs> we're going <laughs> we're gonna to leave it there, man. Uh, you all listening to the Sip So Podcast? <laughs> uh, like the video, man, share it. You know, tell somebody to tell somebody else. Um, follow us wherever you can. We there. Um, so, uh, Al, man, you put in there about should a person's friend be blamed for allowing them to cheat? Uh, you told me a story, but you don't have to um, say no name. But give us a little background on, on you know, the situation. What, what made you come up with this? Okay, I've had several uh, situations that I've dealt with personally that uh, made me brought this in. And um, 
let me start off by saying I personally don't feel that, you know, that person should be blamed. Well, if I'm the friends. So in other words, the question is, should a person's friends be blamed for allowing that person to cheat? So if I'm the friend of Thomas or T. Weezy and I quote unquote allow him to cheat, should his wife be blaming me? I'm going to say no, because first off, Thomas is a man. I cannot make Thomas do anything. I can persuade him. I can put things in his face. She might not like that, but for to actually make him cheat, that's not my fault. I'm going to get all y'all thoughts on it before I kind of go into mine. What you got to say about that, T-Weez? No, I agree with you. I agree. You, you're I'm a grown man and you're responsible for your own actions. I completely agree as well because no matter what, I mean, you're not doing the act. He is. And so that man has that own responsibility to make that decision of his own. Whether you're friends since birth or you just got to know him, it, it ain't your fault if that's the case. I agree with y'all on that. Okay. Well, I'm going to kind of go into one of these stories. I ain't going to be long on it, but just to kind of tell you how this kind of thing is it's crazy man but uh so i i got this friend again i won't say no names but uh at the time i was single you know what i mean so a lot of us know when you single hey that's what you are you single you mingle you do things differently than married couples correct correct okay so now me and this guy when he was single we used to run the streets you know run the women do our thing not to go into details but then he got married okay so now that he's married he's still my friend but I respect that he's married. So a lot of things I do, I don't even invite him because I don't like the stigmatism that attached to it, that a married man shouldn't hang with single men. Well, it's situations like the one I'm about to explain that kind of further explains why you probably shouldn't do it because it causes issues. But I also know there's some situations where as we all agree that if that man is truly a man, he should be able to hang with anybody he won't because he's still responsible for what he does. Correct. But just jumping into it. So now he's married. Now, I didn't met the wife. I didn't met the kids. Everybody good. I throw these big gatherings, man. I have people come out. We turn up. We have drinks. We we do what single people do. Now, some married couples come. So they cool because their spouse is with them. So everybody good. But, you know, single people meet different people. They like to mingle. They like to do different things. So I would never invite my friend. So he would get mad and say, well, why don't you invite me? I say, because... I move a little different than you. I just leave it at that. He's like, okay, but that ain't got nothing to do with me. Hey, I do what I do. So my wife know you. She know you. She cool with you and all that. Let me decide if I don't want to come or I don't want to be around whomever. I bet. So I throw this big gathering, man. We at this nice sports bar, man. Everybody turned up, having a good time. And so my friend that's married sees a, a waitress that he finds attractive. Okay, that's cool and all. One thing leads to another. Everybody hanging out doing their thing. Him and his waitress get to talking. No big deal. Okay, so now he wants to come to the next gathering. Now he's at the next gathering. Well, at this particular gathering, he don't come to see our friends. He invites one of his old little flings to this uh, gathering. Now, unannounced to me, I don't know nothing about his fling coming to this gathering. I invited my boy. I don't know nothing about this fling. Mm. 
We all at the gathering. This little fling pulls up. Everybody like, who is that? Because usually we got the same kind of crowd. We kind of know who is who. She comes in, and her and my homeboy, they get to acting like they've been married for six years, the way they carry on. I mean, they kissing and touching and holding hands. and I mean, they wilding out. I'm like, lost. I'm looking like, what happened? Like, I'm like, seriously lost. So one thing leads to another. People get to drinking. They get to daring them, telling them, hey, y'all should go get a room. Okay. Well, that's what they do. Mm. They say we out. Okay, well, I'm getting I'm still single, so now I'm about to go do me. I know my boy got to go way across back town, so I tell him, hey, look, I'm not going to be at home, man. I don't know what all you got going. I'm, I'm not getting your business, but I know you've been drinking a lot. We've been drinking since 12 o'clock noon. Like, we start early. So I'm going to leave the key under the mat, man. You can go there, get you some sleep, and go home, whatever. All right, I'm good. Okay. I think none of it. I go to sleep. No, I, I, I don't go to sleep. I'm calling this guy because now I'm a little worried. It's 3, 4 in the morning. This man not answering his phone. Okay, again, he's still grown, but he's my boy. I'm trying to check out, you know, check on him. Nothing happens. So I go to sleep. This guy calls me at 10 o'clock a.m. the next morning. I'm like, yo, what's up? He like, and I can hear this little fling in the back talking. Oh, you know, what's up, Al, blah, blah, blah. And, and I'm like a little confused because, I mean, at this point, I'm not married, but I'm thinking married men got to go home. It's, that's how I thought anyway. You know what I'm saying? So Most of them. Most of them, but uh, 10 o'clock today, we ain't talking about 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm, I'm talking about 10 o'clock the next morning. Mm. And now he's on his way to go back to get his truck from the original place he left it at, which was the bar we was at, because he left in the car with her. And I'm mm. like, dude, man, I don't know how that gonna turn out, man, but we fast forward through, and now, two months later, I still ain't kind of cool with this cat no more, because his wife felt some type of way as if Al invited her man, her husband, out and put him on whatever fling he had, and made him do all these weird, strange things. And now they got problems going on. So it's Al fault. And I, I feel some type of way about that. Because I never knew about it. I'm just, as, I'm just as oblivious to it as she is. But because I'm that friend, and I invited my friend out to come out and hang with me, now I'm the villain. That's why I got a problem with that. I'm going to leave it at that. Wow. Well, I, Al, I think he kind of... I think he kind of used you a lot a little bit. I think he used he was going to hang out with you. So that kind of made him feel like, you know, he hanging out with you that you kind of got some to do with it, but you got to, you know, sign and talk to her about it. But he used you to get for his scapegoat, man. And that's what it was. You know, mm -hmm. that's what that that's what that was all about. I agree. <laughs> yeah, I definitely feel used, man. I definitely feel used, but I'm, I want to hear y'all thoughts on this, man. That's, that's a tough one. I mean, if, if y'all already ain't on the strongest of terms, starting you as a guy, I mean, at this point, it ain't, ain't, no, it ain't no point of you holding back your feelings and telling them, like, you wrong, dude. You wrong. I invited you. And it seems like now, because of what happened because of you, now I'm the bad guy. And that ain't, that ain't, that ain't cool. You know, I, I just, I, I'd rather not deal with you anymore if that's the, how I see you go back. What you gonna do when this was all on you? Nobody, I didn't tell you to go do that. You, you did this on your own. 
invite nobody but you. And you know it, you know how we roll, but you were the only one invited. So I, I just I wouldn't deal with him anymore. If he can't if he can't apologize to you and tell his, his old lady exactly what the situation was, then he ain't somebody you need to be dealing with, regardless of how long y'all been been tight. Okay. Yeah, he seemed like that just threw you on the bus. But you know, to after you know, like we answered the question, no, you shouldn't be blamed for that. Uh, you know, at one point in time, man, you got to just keep it G. You know, you can't uh, throw your partner on the bus unless y'all discuss the situation ahead of time. And he told you, hey, man, I'm gonna I'm use you for this or that, but. Mm-hmm. You know, now if the wife is feeling some type of way about you, he should have addressed that with her. Like, nah, baby, you know, my boy Al ain't have nothing to do with that. You know, I was doing my thing. And, uh, you know, don't look at Al in no different way that you normally would, you know, because Al really was trying to look out for me, even though I was doing wrong. He still was trying to look out for me. Then, you know, you always want to keep your homeboys looking good in in the eyes of your spouse because you want to get out the house. You don't want her to feel like, uh, well, if I'm with Doug, uh, you ain't going to come home the next day. You know, (laughs) you you don't want that. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) So it looked like he, you know, he got it caught up in a bind, and he just did did some sucker stuff, and and, and got your name muddied in the water. When uh, you know you you ain't have nothing to do with that. You can't, you know, you can lead a mule to the water, but you you can't make them drink it. So uh, that was on him on that on that side, man. But now nah, you shouldn't be blamed for nothing like that. Yeah, I just want to also reiterate again, I was a single man. See, that's the thing why people miss that. When you're single, you do what the hell you want to do. You come home when you want to come home. You have nobody to answer to. So we on two different playing fields, man. So you really, if you can't, you know, deal with your household, then maybe you shouldn't come and hang out with somebody like me because I might not come home. It's right. it, it, It's okay, though. But yeah, then. this was even crazy because he did this on his own. I feel bad. But go ahead. That, mean, that mean he wasn't happy either. Then if he did on it, he did that too. It was something at home going on that he won he wasn't happy with. So it's, it's a lot of stuff true. with that. That's true. Yeah, but I'm glad that y'all all agree with my fault because right now I think this woman feels some type of way about me. But you're right, uh, Doug. It's and while y'all said it, he he really needs to you know tell her what's really going on, man, because that's making me look bad. I ain't had nothing to do with it. Is they still married? They still married, but it's a little shaky, and, and, and me and him don't talk as much. But I think, like Dub say, I'm probably gonna have to go and cut ties, man. Because yeah. if somebody gonna do you like that, they ain't really your friend, though. You're right, he'll do it again. That's right. And I can't go through that now because I'm married now. So uh, now nah, we damn sure ain't playing that game. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't gonna get. You ain't messing up my household, and we're gonna really have a problem. So now nah, we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna probably cut them ties. For sure, for sure, man. That's. That's wild, man. But everybody don't live by the same code. Yeah, you just had to you put are, him on that only emergency only situation. Like, <laughs> don't call me if it's an emergency only, because if not, 
<laughs> you already showed your ass with me. For real. Yeah, but nah. But that's what's up. You are listening to the Sip So Podcast. So, uh, JT, man, can you be in love with two people at the same time? I think some people. I think it's it's possible. Have you ever had that situation? Nah, never had it. But I'd have heard some people say they have, though. Older people that say they, you know, been married and found somebody inside and they end up falling in love with. And how do they get out of it? You know, I know this one person. I can't say his name because I know him close. But he told me he was married and met this lady on the side, and it got to a point. As the years went on, he fell in love with her, and he didn't know how to explain that to his kids. They was older, and he wanted to leave home. And sooner or later, he ended up leaving home and married a woman, and he just said it wasn't nothing. It, it got rocky. He said it got rocky for him, and he started venting that woman. They started getting clothes, going out, hanging out, and before he knew it, he said, I think eight years down the road, he ended up marrying that woman. That, you know, they, they found a... Damn. Some kind of they found a friendship, and I was like, "That's kind of hard though to be married and to go out to victim somebody else your problems," and it kind of turned sour, you know. So, he still with her. Yeah, you still with the woman now, shit. So he's with the new woman. Yeah, he with the new woman. Oh damn! But did he? Do he love the old wife? Part of it, though, but he said it ain't like when they first got together. It ain't that strong. It's just, you know, that love where as long as she's doing okay, doing good, he all right with it. But it won't be like going back home. And and that's my thing on that, uh, JT. I, I, I disagree. I, I don't think that a person can love two people. I think when you truly love someone, you put your all into it. You only have enough love for that one person. So when you are going to do some situation like that, man... He didn't love her. Either he loved the new woman and fell out of love with the, the woman he's with, or he still loved the woman he was with and just doing something on the side. But I don't think he loved both of them. He may have had lust. He may have liked what she done for him and what he, you know, she can do for him and to him. But to actually love two people at one time, I personally don't think that you can do that. I'm going to leave it at that. I don't know. I think it, it depends how you look at stuff but at these days you got guys that do certain stuff i know i know what you're saying because you know you committed but some people get with it don't be committed but you know i never been in a situation so you know like i said i don't know i say probably it is but i don't really know if you could get yourself caught in a situation like that man so you know i don't know but it's kind of it's if you think about it it's crazy but i could just say this this guy you know he left he said he did everything he's supposed to do but like i don't know you know, it's it's strange. But do you do you agree that maybe like not to say he didn't love his wife originally because obviously he did if he married her I would hope so anyway. Uh, but we all know some people marry for different reasons. But let's just say he loved his wife. Do you think maybe it's possible that he could have fell out of love with his wife, so he wouldn't love her as much as he normally would? So now he's open to have love again. So now he meets this woman, they do whatever, and he actually falls in love. You think that's possible, or do you really think that he loved both of them? I just think shit. The other woman did did more than what the other woman did. That's what I'm thinking. She did stuff probably what he his fantasized, probably what he wanted. You know, I could probably see that. He probably done that. Probably was that, but you know, I don't know if he just got caught up in that whirlwind, man. You know, you get caught up in a lot of stuff, 
and it's hard to get out of. You know, your mind can play tricks on you. You know, your mind can say one thing, your heart can say another thing, man. And once you got, once you between that fifty-fifty, you don't know what's going on. Facts. So you know, I don't, I don't know, but I, I say it's probably crazy. But then you got to look at the guys that got three and four women around here. Uh, well, I was gonna mention, uh, you know, the Mormons. Uh, they they kind of cool with having multiple wives. Uh, even some of the Muslim traditions, they cool with having more multiple wives. So, you know, you think they love all these women, or it's just. Uh, I think it's just part of their religion, man. I think because a person will do anything you allow them to do. Let's say that. I don't know. G got a good point, though. I think what he said about them, it might be more sexual, though, man. They have that many partners. He can't love all the women, man. Come on now. <laughs> I, I just can't yeah. see it. You got some people that love money. Yeah. <laughs> and, that come, and that come and go, too. That's just like anything else. Yeah. <laughs> what you think, J Dub? I gotta hear you say it. J Dub, come on, yeah. tell him, bring it, bring us home, J Dub. Oh shoot, I don't know, man. Though the the different the Mormons, the Muslims. I mean, I, I I even even some of these kings. You know, they talk about the concubines. I don't understand how you can love more than one person. If one, I I truly don't. Cause when I look at like what love is to me, or what I'm willing to open up. As far as loving, I'm not willing to give that to anybody else, uh, but but one. And for them to do it, I think it's just more of a habit of just access because it's okay with my religion. You know, it's okay for me to have multiple women at one time and, and have as many kids as I want, all of that stuff. I just think that's just more for convenience for them to enjoy, but I don't think that that's true love. Wholeheartedly agree. Come on, T. I know with like some of those traditions, it's not about a sexual deal. You have to be able to um, love that woman, provide also. So it's not just like, oh, I got a couple of them on the side in my main, you know, you, you got to provide for all of these women. So I think it makes it a different dynamic than just probably what we thinking of, you know, we know a lot of people got some women around town and they married, you know how that goes. So, right. right. Uh, but but really, miss- on that, they only entitled to financially take care of that woman. They don't have to love her. If you can financially take care of three women, you can yeah. have three women. Yeah, that's that's true. So if I just happen to be blessed with money, I got three women. That don't mean I love either one of them, really. And here's the thing: if you want to consider it love, then they would all be under the same roof. Yeah, that too. Man, and you know they had a show on uh, TLC called uh, Sister Wives. That's what that name is. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know. That I don't recall if they under the same roof. Uh, I I don't know. Um, but originally, you know, just to, you know, put my little two cents on the on the topic. I felt maybe it's lust, but man, you know, 
I had a situation way, way before I got my wife. So let's let's get that. Specify, specify, yeah, let's, specify. Let's, let's make sure that's clear right there. But uh, <laughs> you know, I had a chick. We had been together for multiple years, and you know, of course, I loved her, right? But um, you know, some little things that went on here and there. And, I got to conversate with this other uh, lady, and man, the conversation was so good. The uh, the vibe, the it just felt right, you know. And yes, you gonna start getting feelings for that for that outside person. So to say that you just can't love two people, you know, I normally would say, "No, nah, you can't." But just thinking about that. Some people probably can. Well, let me ask you, T, on that. You say you start getting feelings for it and the vibe was good. All that was that newness, man. That wasn't no love. I mean, you can only tell me. Hold on, let me let me correct. Let me let me let me correct myself. Only you could tell me if you loved it. Let me back up. I'm gonna say no, it wasn't no. love in the beginning. Now, what it may came to later, I, I don't know. But just because you met and the vibe was good, that 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 that's not love, homeboy. I can say that. Now, what it turned into, I can't speak on. Yeah, I mean, no, it wasn't love. I'm just saying that, you know, I can kind of see where that can lead mm -hmm. to that. Um, especially if you study doing mm -hmm. that. Not saying that that's right, uh, but, you know, I think that it may can lead to that to that way. But, you know, like I say, normally I would, I always feel, no, you can't love two people. Bible say that you know, if you're serving two masters, you, you, you're not giving one all right. enough attention. So you, you just is. can't do that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's a tough one now, man, because, <laughs> you know, I I grew up going out to uh, Bonus, Texas, to the club, old school club, you know, a little hole in the wall, so to speak. And, man... I knew of a guy that had two women living in the same house. Mm -hmm. and, that's, women, that's and women on the side. That's mm. love right there. <laughs> sure I, know, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's two and yeah. Two, two, two and that's, that's love right you know, there, bro. Or I would see where my own, I would see where my own Great uncle would have. He's married, but he got his mistress, and damn, this stay that with her. You know that's damn. Ooh, yeah, we yeah. call him her ain't he and shit. Yeah, we call that cat daddy. <laughs> so uh, you know, you know, maybe they getting a piece from here, piece from there, and putting it all together, making love. You know, I don't know. <laughs> like a, it's like a homemade pie, man. A whole pie. Yeah. So that one's going to yeah. be kind of tough. We're going to just kind of leave it at that. Well, me and me and Dub agree. Like, we don't believe you can. Nah. But y'all kind of like straddling, I guess, huh? No, I'm not going to straddle it, man. Pause. I think that uh, <laughs> I, think I think you can't love. I don't think you can love, too. I don't think so. Like you said, lust, yeah. Kick it with, hang with, all the other. Yeah, but we talking about love. When you putting your all into something, you don't have, you don't have no more love. Right, right, right. And them, 
you can't tell me that them uh, people with multiple wives, you know they trying to, uh, <laughs> you know, say this one on her uh, cycles. He can go to the next one. Mm-hmm. You go to the next one, you know. So man, that love, come on, man, stop it. <laughs> that's what you call a pimp. Shit, it ain't love. That's a pimp, Al. And then if a woman have any sense that's in that type of situation, she can't seriously think this man love her when she's watching him lay down with another woman in their home. Come on, man, let's think about this. Al, they say love is blind sometimes, man. That is true too. That is, you true. know, yeah, it's it's a lot go with that, you know. <laughs> so, what do you think about? Uh, you know, T.I. and his wife was in the news this week because uh, it's kind of known that they they are like swingers. You know, they they like to bring a woman in the relationship, and you know he's been accused of some sexual abuse. Hmm. Also, um, he supposedly got one of his. You know, they brought one chick back to the crib. He supposedly got one of them women pregnant. A while wow. back, so we talking about loving two women. You know what? What? What is that like? You know, you you got a wife, and both of y'all are into threesomes. I mean, what is what is that? Man, that's just what? having fun, man. <laughs> that's having you know, fun. That's turning up. That's threesome. That's whatever. You, it ain't no love there, man, at all. Was it loving the wife? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Okay, maybe I didn't ask. I, I, I understood it wrong. You're saying, does he love his wife? Yeah, maybe my question not the best. Uh, but yeah, what kind of stuff is that? I mean, if you love this woman and you saying that, you know, yeah, we not gonna, I can only give my, all my love to this woman, but then here y'all doing all this. Well, you know, is you really not happy with your woman? Ooh, man. And you gotta you gotta think about that. They they are on a whole different playing field. They got money to just do whatever they feel. And so sometimes I don't even think, you know, all these entertainers, the relationships they have, how you know, is it really love? Is it really as true as it's made out to be? We don't know that. So, you know, they all live their separate lives, they all popular, they all got fame and people going, you know tracking to and want to do it and again they may have come up with a just a common decision to like hey let's try something new i think that's all that that is i don't i wouldn't say it devalues if he loves her any more or less or she you know loves him anymore or less. i just think they just did some stuff and unfortunately the people who joined in they they got just as much fault to anything that may have occurred as, as if, if you want to blame them could have said no. We just talked about the thing earlier. I didn't make you do it. You chose to and wanted to. So if you for real, you know, somebody want to smack you across your ass with a paddle or a whip or something, you got to take it. If you get pregnant and y'all in there doing stuff that you, you know, if it's unprotected, that hell, that's anybody. Yeah. So I just, I just think that all that stuff is a choice. I don't think it even has anything to do with love. That, I, if my wife was like, hey, we can have a threesome prove our love is strong, I wouldn't I wouldn't even respect it. If that's something we do, it's just a, <laughs> hey, this is a choice that we want to do. Man, that's hardcore though, man. Somebody has something like that. 
Yeah, they kind of on that same thing with that Jada Pinkett and Will. So I really don't know. See, I can't tell a man he doesn't love a woman or tell a woman she doesn't love a man, but I'm kind of with Dub. The level they own, man, they can kind of turn up and do what they want to do. So I personally, me, me, I'm talking about me. If I was a me and I'm single and I meet one of those type women that's really living it like that, I couldn't take her seriously. Like I, I couldn't marry her knowing that, oh, she truly loves me. Cause I know how they move, and I just and she might really love me, but I could never truly trust her, because like Dub say, the feel that the, the playing field they own, man, is they do what the hell they want. I'm not sure I would want to put myself in that position. So I personally don't feel they love each other. I think they just live in life and turning up. But uh, again, I can't say that man don't love her or she don't love him. But if you ask my opinion, I don't think they love each other. To be honest with you, I think they just living. They making that money. That's, That's it. it. For sure. Man, we went in on that. <laughs> <laughs> you all tune in to the Sip Slow podcast. Uh, Dub, man, what kind of legacy do you want to leave? Man, uh, first thing I have to do is just really want to be able to support people and different things that are important to me let that note be known like I was one who uh, gave my all to whatever it is that I was a part of and to whomever was in my circle and my family do my best to say that uh, also to any you know be able to share any blessings uh, that, that I have or have acquired to be able to share it. You know, that's not giveaway, it's share based on you know the best of me and making sure it's for a good cause. as well, knowing that I was a you know man of my faith, a man of you know commitment and, and being the best that I could, you know, for an example for my kids and different things. Uh, for them. And and then from a financial standpoint, I hope to work my tail off to to acquire or if not have things in place that you know it can leave behind and they can take off with. But the main thing with my legacy is I just want to be known as someone who is true, uh, someone who you know added value, someone who lived a life that I was respected. All right. No. I grip it, Dan. Um. I looked up the uh, definition for legacy. I mean, it's a few of them, but I picked out that legacy is something transmitted by or received from an ancestor or predecessor or from the past. So with that definition, uh, the legacy that I would li like to leave would be for my kids and their kids um, by my actions I want to leave my kids in a better financial place than I am by my teachings uh, and my example set to them uh, that they'll be able to apply those teachings and my examples in their lives and share that with their kids. And then that'll allow me to live forever. I like, I agree with that. That's the same way when you put it in that chat. I thought about it, you know, with my oldest boy, all my kids that looking up to, they could look up to me, that legacy. My dad got up, went to work, you know, 
come home, provide for him, and show him how to do things. You know, it's like Tuesday this week, I got upset with it, but at the same time, I told him it's part of life. We, he busted a pipe out there, so I told him, you know, I do, and he watched me do a little bit. And I said, you got to learn these things, you know, because we all ain't going to be forever, though, but it's just the, that quality time and just being there, showing him how to put this, put that back together, and I just told him when I was growing up, I didn't have that. So my legacy was for you know, to lead to my kids and make make sure they're in a better situation than what I was and just, you know, carry their name for a long time. So I got three of them. So I said it should go, you know, pretty far, them getting married, having kids and just being the best father, husband, whatever I could, you know, be friend, all that, you know, and just be a blessing to people too, man. All righty. Mine's kind of like a, t- a little tab of everything y'all said, just real simple, but I only have one son, so I want to make sure that I'm that example. So my legacy is to have him know that uh, in life, you got to work for what you want. Nothing's given to you. So nothing was given to me. Now, I would like it to be a lot easier for him than it was for me. But at the same time, I don't want it so easy to where he feel like everything got to be handed to him. So he's going to understand the value of money and understand the value of life, but I want to make it a little easier for him, but understand everybody ain't your friend. <laughs> Even the ones that claim to your friend, you got to watch them too. So keep your eyes open. Oh yeah. Go ahead. T hit it. Everybody ain't your friend. Nobody at your partner. <laughs> All right. RIP mo three, man. RIP. So but yeah, <laughs> just, um, hard working, Understand again, everybody's not your friend, everybody not your partner. And um put God first, stay to yourself, stay out of stay out of the way, man. Make your life simple. And raise your family and be the head of your family as I was for him. Period. I I, I mentioned that earlier this week because in a, in a sense, if you, if you kind of ask yourself this on a daily basis, it, I, my personal opinion, I think it helps kind of keep you in line. You know, there's a lot of different things you can get off from and you know, fall over here and be hanging with the wrong crowd or doing the wrong things, you know, or just not thinking of what matters first. And, and so when you, you kind of ask yourself and keep these things at your forefront, it, it helps you take on your everyday knowing, like, what's important to me. Why do I, why I have to do it? And no matter what it takes, I'm going to make sure I do every, exhaust everything possible to, to, to make it happen. And, and so that's, you know, that's one of those things that help break generational curses. I think it helps uh, you grow beyond just, oh, I'm a black man. I got to listen to this music. Got to do this. Got to hang out on the phone. No, I, 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 I have more you know, to my life that I want to have accomplished. Not just for me, not in my livelihood, so to say, but what I want to pass that on to. That's important. Uh, I think I think everybody will say it on, on their legacy. Um, you want to make an impact in the world, you know, I, and and we we not on a big scale to where we can touch millions, but. We gotta first start with uh the ones we can touch. So uh Thanks. man, that was that was great. Um you are listening to the Sip Snow podcast. Uh we see that 
the Texans finally named a head coach this week. Um, David Kelly, I mean, David Cully is their new head coach. Uh, he was a assistant head coach, wide receiver coach, and a passing game coordinator for the Ravens the last two years. Um, and also, he's been an NFL coach since 1994. So um, that's quite a bit of years that uh, with about 27 on some quick math right there, um, yeah. that he's been uh, in the league now. Well, I ain't gonna put my what's y'all thoughts on that? Oh, I, Joe, we gotta go to Jay since he's the resident Texans fan. My thought was, I don't know who he was, man. Really, be honest. Then I kind of looked him up, but <laughs> I just, I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, did you feel excited that man? We back. We about to go. Nah, man, I ain't feel no motivation, no nothing, man. I think we finna get worse <laughs> with it. Shit, the Ravens was the Ravens was last in passing yards, so shit, you go get somebody. You know, they they want they they was good with rushing and Lamar running, but they passing yard. They was de- number thirty in NFL, so shit, he ain't gonna do too much. <laughs> you know, so that's the way I looked at it. Let me jump in there real quick because I ain't got much to say because I don't know nothing about dude. Um, I will say that's kind of a good point you said about him having 24 years of uh, or 27, sorry, 27 years of experience. So that's always a start. Um, I just think for what the Texans are needing right now, especially with all they're going through with, you know, their quarterback situation, I would think they would need one of these guys is already proven. Now, not to say this guy can't be – hell, he can be one of the best coaches ever. Who knows at some point. But what I'm talking about right now, I think they would need someone that's already proven so they can kind of jump in and get going rather than someone that's starting out as a head coach for the first time. That's just my opinion on that. I just think they're still missing the biggest issue, and that's Sean Watson. <laughs> I mean, the head coach, he's just filling another spot. Uh, obviously, he comes from some winning – uh, head coaches that he's he's been underneath or have been coaching alongside of, but it doesn't solve the Texans' problems. Essentially, that's that was the goal is to solve problems. You know, at least get something. I'd rather have a defensive guru in here who's allowed to you know, make some amount of yards or scores in the game, or give me an offensive mind in here who's taking their team to the you know the playoffs consecutively. I mean, maybe got to the Super Bowl more than once. But they 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 did neither, <laughs> so I I don't I don't think this helps or hurts them. It's just gonna keep them where they are. The biggest issue they still are not addressing. Hmm. Well, over the you know the last ten years or whatever, I, I've never heard this guy name come up uh, for an interview in any other jobs. Uh. So I don't. I'm not. Disc- I'm not saying that he can't be successful. Uh, but right now, your main concern should be uh, Deshaun Watson. Uh, I think he wanted Eric Bieniemy or that Robert Saleh who went to the Jets. I didn't know that, but Robert Saleh, the he was the coordinator for the 49ers, but he used to work for the Texans. He used to be on Bill O'Brien's staff. So Hmm. I guess Deshaun Watson kind of maybe got to know him then. And like Dub said, you know, well, that guy is a 
um, has put up great numbers for the 49ers on the defensive side. So at least you know that, well, whenever you hire a coach, you want him to be good at one side of the ball, you know. And this guy, I don't even think he's ever been a, a coordinator. But like I say, that doesn't mean that you can't be successful. But uh, I, I think it's rare that people are successful that hasn't been on a, at least a coordinator level or a head coach in college or something. Um, and I don't think this helps you with Deshaun Watson either. I don't think that he cares. Uh, we found out this week that he formally uh, asked to be traded. And I heard this morning on the news that on his social media, he took off the Texans on every, on his Twitter, Instagram. So that situation is not going to be good. Once again, like I mentioned about uh, when the Rockets hired uh, Steven Silas, that the black coach, he gets a raw deal a lot of the times. You know, here you coming in. I listened to uh, Cully's press conference uh, was uh, Friday, and I listened to it, and, you know, he, he sounded all right. He, he sounded all right. But you already behind the eight ball when Deshaun Watson don't want to be there. You know, I, I just I don't see it being successful for him. You know, unless the Texans make a a great trade, I would think you you try to hold on to Watson. But a lot of times when these players are disgruntled, it just mess up the whole vibe in the locker room. So it kind of forced your hand to where you, you got to do something. So, uh, I mean, no matter yeah, if they I hold guess. on, sorry, no matter if they hold on to him or not, they don't have anything. They don't have money to put anything around him. Well, I was going to ask you that, Jason, uh, Dub, mm -hmm. what do you feel is more important? Do you feel um, the head coach is the more, most important or the actual personnel? Meaning, the players, in other words. Well, I mean, obviously you, you do want a, a good head coach, but we, we know how football goes. and The quarterback is the, probably the highest priority of any organization is having a solid quarterback. So I'm going to have to say the personnel, which is the quarterback. I think your coach is going to have to be there to set structure, not structure, but you know, game plans, guidelines, making sure that everything around is efficient enough to work. But that quarterback has to actually go out and do what's needed to be done. And, you know, it's one thing. It plays hand in hand, but I look at the personnel more. I'll just answer. I'll leave it at that. Okay. You look at it, a lot of these head coaches have been goofy, but they can win. <laughs> Because of the the personnel, you know, I think of like a uh, uh, George Seifert for the 49ers, you know, I don't think he was just the greatest head coach. He came in from uh, after Bill Walsh. Bill Walsh had already, who's been the, he was the innovator of the West Coast offense. He got all these players there, Montana, 
a um, Steve Young, Jerry Rice, uh, mm. you know, all those greats, Ronnie Lott. So when George Sefer came in, he just managed what, <laughs> what they was already doing. Not to say he was a great coach. So when he went to the Panthers and didn't have that same personnel, it, it didn't work that way. Um, you look at Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick was a, you know, average coach at best uh, with the Cleveland Browns. Uh, then he get with the Patriots and Drew Bledsoe get hurt and Tom Brady comes in and you know what happened. And But you see this year where you don't have Brady, your personnel, uh, you had some people that opted out because of COVID and now – you didn't even make the playoffs. So, um, and we know that Belichick is a good coach, well, a great coach, but personnel does play a big part in and uh, winning. So, for just like I mentioned last week, just for us living around Houston, uh, it's nice that Deshaun Watson is here. And I'm not a Texan fan, but still. Um, I like to watch him play, uh, but if they if they play their hand right, they might be okay. You know, if you trade him but play your hand right and get some good stuff back, it, it might be all right. I I kind of like the thought of trading him for uh, for Tua. Well, that, that's probably going to be the best bet for the Texans, honestly. Young, younger, and and hungry, ready to go. Well, at least you get first round pick. Yeah, right. You you get your pick back that you gave him, you know. Um, and Tua might not be that guy, but at least he will bring some attention. You know, another little star power that people know, and um, sell tickets. You know, he has, right, right, right. Because to me, at the end of the day. All it seems like is the Texans just want to make sure they have fans in the seat, mm-hmm. go eight and eight, nine and seven, <laughs> you know, get in the playoffs. Other than that, they not trying to do nothing. And this honor they got since the daddy died, this dude here, like he don't know what he doing. It's like they, it's like they, they uh, settle for mediocrity. They just calm and cool with that, right? And uh, I was looking at news today. They was talking about, you know, J.J. Watt. Texans don't know if they're going to – this is last year of his contract, so they don't know if they're going to bring him back or whatever. So uh, They better trade him. Yeah, I think he didn't yeah. did all he can for Houston. You know, he might go somewhere else and get pepped up or have better players around him and do good, but – He's I not think that guy no more. Huh? He's not that guy uh, no more. You're right. He has to have some other players around him. So yeah, he he needs to be traded. That's just my opinion. Right. Yeah, now, now now you set the defense back at least two years. Because if you think about it, he is he is still no matter how I guess he can look the looked at as not at best, he's still taking up a lot of attention. When it comes to the offensive side, the schemes and different things they have to do around him, um, and he's the only, I guess, name on that 
defensive side of the ball now that makes the Texans defense a threat. So I think if I, I now don't get me wrong, get rid of his ass. He 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 should have got it been gone <laughs> years ago. But uh it does set you back a little bit now on defense. You're gonna have to think about who am I gonna have on this right edge or left edge at times when I know I'm gonna get the pressure that I need on that quarterback. I do, but I don't know about that no more, man. I know he was that guy, and we all know what he could do, and, and, and his name was just enough to get people to worry about him. But I think now they – I think the NFL didn't caught up to him, man. I think they know he's not – he's a household name without a doubt. But as uh, far mm-hmm. as the skills on the field or him actually staying healthy, that's another thing. I don't think he's feared by many people anymore in the offices. Uh, office coordinators see the Texans. They say, okay, we're going to run the ball. Why? Because they can't stop the run. Possibly I don't think they say, "Oh, well, JJ Watts there." Well, we we might have to put two men. I, I don't. I don't even think he get double coverage. I mean, double. I don't think he have double no, blocking assignments uh, anymore. No, Dub is a hundred percent correct. Uh, JJ Watts <laughs> still draws uh, double teams. Uh, believe it or not, but he wow. does. Then yeah, whoever that I mean, offensive coordinator need to be fired that they playing against. Man, I ain't, you know, I ain't trying to take over J.J. Watt, but <laughs> oh, clearly he's not the guy he used to be, clearly. But, uh, yeah, he, he still gets respect. Uh, but the thing is, he used to could beat the double team. Right. Now, now, you know, that him beating the double team is lesser and lesser than what it used to be. But uh, he does – he's probably the only guy on their defense that draws double teams. Because of his name. That's it. <laughs> dude, after one he play, did. the dude breathing like he's been playing all game after one play. He did. He earned it, though. Like I said, though, he did earn the opportunity to get these double teams, which not a lot of people get. But I, I, he's not the threat like he used to be. No, we'll, we'll see. We'll see coming what they're going to do. You know, the Texans always make the dumb decision anyway, so he'll probably be yeah, staying he here and uh, he'll be a Texan. He'll, he'll gonna retire a Texan. That's something. Good point, Al. That's something when I heard that this morning. I'm like, man, you know, it, J.J. Wadden did a lot in Houston. Like, man, you should have him retire as a Texan, but if he want to win a championship now, that probably won't happen, uh, you know, with, with the Texans while he's playing. So, I don't know. Uh, well, let's hop into these Super Bowl picks. Uh, last week, we had the Bills versus the Chiefs and the Packers versus Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Packers won, I mean, uh, Chiefs won against the Bills and the Tampa Bay Bucks beat the Packers. Um, I was the only one to go two and zero on those picks, just to just to put that out there. But uh, who y'all have for uh, Super Bowl? <laughs> who do y'all have? Uh, I'm going with the Chiefs. Going with the Chiefs. Okay, uh, Al. Yeah, I'm gonna ride with uh, I'm gonna ride with the Chiefs, man. I know I'm a Tom Brady fan, love him to death. Come on, but, LG. Um, 
I think it's uh, time for him to pass the torch to the new uh, young and up-and-coming uh, quarterback that, in my opinion, right now is playing the best football. I know they say Aaron Rodgers. I still say it's uh, Mahomes. And we saw that. Um, but uh, let's move on. So I'm going to say the Chiefs, and I'm going to go ahead and give a score. I'm, I'm going to think it's going to be a mm-hmm. high-scoring game. It's going to be a shootout. You know, Brady going to do his thing. Mahomes going to do his thing. Uh, but I think the edge going to be – Kansas City Chiefs secondary going to make one play. My boy Tyron Matthew, look out for him. So I'm going to call it 34-30 Chiefs. Mm. Mm. Another former Texan. They didn't want to pay him no money. You know what I mean? Yeah. The boy has a dog. Watch him. I'm going I'm uh, uh, to go ahead and roll with the, uh, the Chiefs as well. Uh, honestly, the Bucks. They made it through. They shouldn't have, but they made it through. So hats <laughs> off to them. Uh, you know, hats off to my uh, old favorite, uh, Tom Brady, who I was rooting for, and I'll root, again for, root against him again here in the Super Bowl. I just think the Chiefs have too much firepower offensively that the Bucks defense is not ready to contend with. I find it a whole lot palatable with Tom Brady wearing the uh, the red and pewter in that blue pewter shit, so I, I kind of <laughs> I can work with this guy right here. Uh, so let me throw that in there too. Tampa Bay is the first team to play in the Super Bowl in their home stadium. So uh, that's crazy, and it wouldn't have happened if uh, the, what the uh, Chargers. And uh, what's that other team out there? Rams. They stadium had got delayed on being built. So uh, that's why they put it in Tampa Bay. I think it's out there in L.A. next year. But, um, man, this is – I want I want to go Bucks. <laughs> I want to go Bucks, really. Uh Go with your heart, man. But man, it's hard to go against Pat Mahomes, man. He a bad man. Uh, <laughs> man, Pat Mahomes can go down as as the best talent of, at the quarterback position ever, man. So uh, I, I just think that ta- uh, KC has a little bit too much for the Bucks to deal with on on that offense, and I don't know if the Bucks offense can keep up, you know, with with the uh, Chiefs, so we're going to go there. We're going to go out. Everybody picked the Chiefs, so they wow, probably won't panel. Full <laughs> panel Chiefs. Now, we are knowing that, like you said, they are in Tampa Bay. Okay, they're at home. This is Tom Brady. This is his 10th Super Bowl appearance. That's crazy within itself. Man, Tampa Bay can have their best game. I just don't think they can stop the Chiefs from scoring. Yeah, they they, 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 they secondary ain't good either, man. They really not. <laughs> and ty, it ain't got nobody the whole hill, man. That's that's gonna be a killer mm-hmm. right there, man. Absolutely you know, you know who's gonna be the X Factor that nobody's talking about? Travis Kelsey. That's gonna be the X Factor. Nobody to hold him either. They have nobody to hold him. They got no linebacker that can stick with him. I'm thinking uh Nicole Hardman will have a big game. That's who oh, the X Factor is. See, that's the X Factor the right there, man. It's so that's many. The, pick, it's so many ones to pick from. They got so much speed, so much talent. How can you stop that offense? 
They say Sammy Watkins is supposed to be back too. Oh, I, think right. they, I think they're gonna come back with their run game. I think their run game gonna be strong too because Bell gonna play. I think they're gonna they gonna come in and dominate well, the game. Now the uh Bucks stopped the run. They number one in the league in the rushing, so they in Russian defense, so they got it's gonna be hard. Huh? They got the big sumo wrestler, nose tackle, whatever he is. That dude's huge. Yeah. It's gonna be hard to stop. It's gonna be hard to run on the Bucks now. If the if the Chiefs are able to run, well, it's really it's over. over. <laughs> yeah, it's really over. They actually be real. I think uh, that run gonna open up a little bit. T. Why? Because it's so much speed on the outside that you're not gonna be able to stack that box, and so you're gonna spread them out. If you spread them out, well, yeah, if you spread them out, and they they gotta respect the speed, they gotta bring that safety. They can't bring the safety down to be in that box, right? So he has to cover. So now it's 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 in the trenches then, but we'll see. I think they can run on him. I think they can run on him. Oh well now the Chiefs did beat the Bucks pretty bad this year. Uh oh, I forgot they played. Right. Yeah, they beat them. I think Tyreek Hill had like two hundred in the first half. First quarter. Yeah, so, he, he he killed him, man. I, but you know, sometimes that can backfire. That the team has already seen them yeah. and kind of have a feel for the speed and and you know some of the things they want to do. But not this team. But that's the yeah. thing. So you, you can't this double team, anyone. This team is hungry, man. They still playing like like they ain't won the first one, man. They they show it. So it, it's gonna be hard for the Bucks. Three points, bro. Hey, who can you double though? Think about that. Who can you double? If you double somebody, somebody else is open, and they got crazy speed. Probably one. You probably could double one of the llamas, man. That's what they're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day, you know, if you recall last year, the uh, Niners was winning. You know, they mm. was playing good D. But but the Chiefs just kept wearing them down. Run game. And then Mahomes got in a little rhythm, and before you know it, you know, they up 31 to whatever. So, <laughs> um, but you're going to have to get pressure on Mahomes if you're going to have you any shot you. at trying to win. And then on the backside, Chiefs defense ain't just all that. Not really. So, That's why I said 34-30. Yeah, they're going to put – Sam Bay going to score. You know uh, – Mike Evans is a problem. Uh, Godwin is a problem. You know, if AB there, he a problem. Yeah, Cameron but, but, but Mike really ain't showing on it. Mike ain't showing in the postseason. He been dropping a lot of passes, man. He really ain't been himself. And you kind of can hold him one on one. And I think they're gonna pressure Brady. I think they're gonna blitz him a lot. You know. Here's the concern I have with the Bucks. Most of uh, Mike Evans' passes have been like deep balls. You're not gonna always get into those situations. Those those toss ups. Now, I don't think you're gonna win those like you have been uh, against the Chiefs. I'm not saying that, but I don't because I, I I agree with you, Thomas. The Chiefs' defense is not that great, uh, but I just don't think the Bucks can outscore the Chiefs. Right. But Evans, I don't I don't even think Evans is gonna be a factor. Whoa. I put, I'll, I'll, I'll say that right now. I don't think he's going to be a factor in the game. Galveston, Texas on. 
Mike Evans. Come on now. I, I got, I got, I like him. No, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Just because I say I don't think he's gonna get back. I like him a lot. Uh, I actually like the Bucks team, but I just don't think they have that. I don't think they're gonna have enough in the tank. No, I, and we all agree. Uh, we all agree that the Chiefs, you know, probably go back to back. Um, but write that one down. See that Tyron Matthew will make a big play. Put that in there. I got you. He guaranteed for that. That's guaranteed. And that's all that the Chiefs have to do. Make a couple stops. That's it. You know. <laughs> it's probably going to be so, like 28 to 14. 28 to 14. Write it down. Duh, 28 14. You got a prediction, Jay? Uh, I say... I say thirty-eight, thirty-one. Hmm. I'm gonna say. Uh, I'm gonna say thirty-eight, twenty-eight. Okay. You are listening to the Sip So podcast, so uh, fellas, what did you learn today, uh, Doug? Man, I learned that you got to make sure you watch out for them friends. Oh, if they uh, if they ain't in your corner, you're gonna have to get them out of there. For sure, uh, LG. Well, I learned from talking to my my fellas, my brothers in here that uh, I really can hold my head up high. I have no reason to feel bad about a person's decision that went out on his wife and cheated, and now I'm looking like the bad guy. So I learned that I can hold my head high. It's not my fault. Absolutely. For sure. Uh, well, I learned today that um, me and Jay, me and Mo feel the same way uh, about the interracial dating. Hmm. Uh, Mo. I learned today, man, having leaving a good legacy behind, man. Mm-hmm. Already, man, already. Um. If you catching us on um, YouTube or Facebook, like we always say, like, share, subscribe. Uh, we welcome uh, email questions or any feedback. Just leave a message or comment on wherever you checking this out on what platform. Um, also, if you are in the you, I mean Facebook, we would like for y'all to go to uh, the YouTube page and subscribe. Try to get us up to, you know, we got about right at 470 uh, people in the Facebook page. Let's try to get all them over to the YouTube so we can eventually get to a thousand subscribers over there and we can also go live over there also. So uh, help us out with that. Um, Facebook, Instagram, uh, it's all. Sip Slow Podcast, you know, like, subscribe. Uh, the um, email is sipslowpodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to send us something and we'll answer it, you know, on air. Other than that, um, that's about it for me. Duh. Man, uh, I 
I enjoyed the conversation today, man. Uh, we touched on some things that I thought at first may be a little uh, sketchy, but it ended up being great, honestly. And so uh, I appreciate everybody's input. You know, again, still allowing us to be a part of this and you know, just trying to give and spread the word. And I wish y'all the very best and have a great week. So appreciate it. Appreciate it. Jay Al, y'all got something? I'm good, man. Just glad to be back on it. Any shout out? Like, uh, go ahead, Jay. No, I'm good. No, nah, I just say uh like Dub, I enjoyed the show, man. And uh I'm glad that we're all gentlemen that can disagree on some things, but still disagree respectfully, if that makes sense. So we don't always have to jump on each other's you know, both and say, oh, I, ro- I ride with you now. Sometimes we just have a different sort of opinion as long as you do it respectfully and the show keep moving. And I think we had a good time in doing it. So uh, that's all I got. Yeah, shout out uh, to Duke, man. Uh, hopefully we get him back, back in here next week. Uh, so shout out to him. Uh, RIP to uh, what, Cicely Tyson. Uh, well, she was about 96, a, uh, a great black, um, actress who won a lot of awards and, you know, was a pioneer and also, uh, Chaney, uh, used to coach for Temple. Uh, he died. Died, yeah, he died, what, yes, Friday? Uh, Don Chaney. Yeah, yeah Don Chaney. That don't sound right, dude. No, she said she's gonna meet us at the um, yeah, that's him parking lot. I told her we figured it out. your mic, Jay. Uh, so yeah, RIP to him, man. He he was a coach at Temple for like 24 seasons and made the NCAA tournament like 17 out of 24 of those. And y'all probably remember him getting on uh John Calipari in that press conference back in the day, but uh, so uh, once again, man, we. We thank y'all. Um, we thank y'all for tuning in. We know that with so much going on, you could have been anywhere else in the world, but you here with us. And as always, man, we're going to sip slow, man. We're going to live fast. Appreciate it, fellas. By the way, T, his name was John Chaney. My bad. Yeah, I knew that Don Chaney was the coach for the Rockets. Thank you for listening to the Sip So Podcast.